Our Shocktober series continues with Volume 4. On this episode, we cover everything we've watched from October 6th to the 10th. Stay scared. <laughs> when I look over my shoulder What do you think I see? Summer cat looking over his shoulder at me, and he's strange. Sure is strange. You got to pick up every stitch. You got to pick up every stitch. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the fourth installment of Shocktoberfest from the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Maddie, And I'm Kyle. And uh, again with us is, I guess, the uh, king of Halloween is uh, Danny. I'm pretty sure he's already crowned the king of Halloween yeah. five days in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. I've I've already taken off my crown. I've threw it in the garbage. I've pissed on it. And I'm ready to hand it over. <laughs> the equivalent <laughs> of getting an apple in your trick-or-treat bag is here. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, on today's episode, we'll be covering uh, everything we've watched from the 6th to the 10th. Hopefully, we can keep this a little bit tighter than the last episode where we talked for 15 minutes about those Ouija knockoffs. Hey, listen, we're not going to blame uh, anybody here. But uh, <laughs> but if we were, yeah. it would be someone that rhymes with van. Man. <laughs> uh, today, we are uh, recording early in the morning. Uh, I'm tired as hell. I stayed up till... I was telling Danny, uh, I've had trouble this year staying up watching movies. It's, you know... I've been lucky to get through one a night. Do you know what you should try doing? Coke. Cocaine. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, last night, the one night that I can stay up, I'm wide awake. I stepped like 4 a.m. and could have stayed up all night. But I was like, I got to go to bed because we're recording at 8 in the morning. So, um, it's just the way it works. Did, did you get some sleep? The world was against did, me. Did you just stay up all night? No. I, again, I had to stop moving, but I could have finished uh, it. But I was like, oh, I got to get some sleep here. Mm. But uh, I got my uh, pumpkin spice coffee. I'm ready to rock. Ready to go. And you got your pumpkin muffins over there? Uh, those are not. Those are carrot, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're here to talk some October movies. So uh, I guess we'll be talking turkey too, aren't we? Yeah, this period we'll cover the uh, Canadian Thanksgiving, and I had a, a treat uh, on that day, which I'm excited to talk about. But why don't we just jump into it? Do you guys just want to start off with the oh, sixth? Of course, I'd love to. I finished a movie uh, that I started watching earlier, uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Nice. Nice. I actually, I forget how good this movie is and how charming George Clooney is. Like, he is a badass, but you're kind of rooting for him by the end. And everybody in that bar is like an um, old-time exploitation gem. Like, you got uh, Savini, you got Jim Brown. Uh, Selma Hayek's in there. Yeah, Danny Trejo is in there. Danny Trejo and... Um, Cheech Moran's in there. Cheech is in there. Who's the old guy? Um, 
Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel and uh, Quentin Tarantino. Julia Lewis. Lewis, yeah. Yeah, that movie's amazing, right? Yeah, the movie's great. And like, uh, I was watching it with the wife, and like, uh, we got like we got all kinds of pussy, <laughs> bloody pussy, hairy pussy, yellow pussy, chicken pussy, apple pie pussy. If you can find pussy cheaper anywhere else, then fuck it. <laughs> it's awesome because he plays like six different characters in that movie. Which oh, he's great. Dope. So, anyways, uh, we were watching this, and she's like. Wait a second. First hour, she's like, where's the vampires? Like, this is kind of crazy. Like, it just kind of all hell breaks loose in the last half hour, which I thought was kind of dope. It's funny. When I actually watched it, I watched mm-hmm. it, like, not this month, but before. Yeah. I hadn't seen it in years. So I popped it in, and me and Courtney were watching it, and... I was like, oh, I forget how this movie ends. And all of a sudden, because I forgot about all the vampires. Yeah. It just all of a sudden is like, oh, shit. That is fucking dope. I guess even there's like a cameo by a Greg Nicotero. And he's the uh, effects guy from The uh, Walking Dead. He's been doing a tons of movies. Oh, there's he's like the effects scene. king, yeah. There's a scene where I guess like uh, him and Savini and uh, Savini steals his beer. And then he pulls like his cock gun on him. I thought that was kind of like a nice little uh, homage to them too. It was kind of dope. I love that scene where they find that room with all the boxes of merch that yeah. they've uh, stolen from Sunglasses the people that they've killed. And but I love when like they fill up the uh, – because one of the guys, is. Harvey Keitel, is a priest, and he um, – Blesses the holy water. Blesses the holy water, and they fill up the super soakers and the condoms and stuff, make mm. uh, um, holy water bombs and stuff. I love all that stuff. And there was actually a scene right in the beginning with uh, Michael Parks and the uh, cat from um – John Hawks. Yeah, and it is actually kind of amazing. Just they're back and forth. It's kind of fucking dope, man. Well, I think that's the first episode. I mean, I guess uh, Parks has done obviously this huge filmography yeah. before. He's he was like this big, big actor in the in, in his prime. Yeah. But uh, for me, that was the first movie where I took notice. It kind of introduced him to like all of us. Yeah, too, and then he's cool. you know from there on the, the other Tarantino and of course mm-hmm. Kevin Smith. He had you know he made Red State yeah. and even Tusk, which I yeah. don't think is a great film. Michael Parks made it at least. He was the watch. best part he's of so Red good. State. Yeah. He's one of those actors that I could sit there for 10 minutes and yeah. just have him read the phone book and I'd be enthralled. Yeah, like just, right? There's something about his acting style. It's just so good it's and real. It's mesmerizing. Yeah. But anyway, I got to give this movie 8 out of 10. Like For oh, that cool. scene alone, it pops up a pumpkin. Yeah, I actually haven't seen it in so long. Yeah. I really should revisit it. My problem is there hasn't been a great Blu-ray. It's had several Blu-rays, but they've mm-hmm. all kind of had their issues. I've been waiting for like someone to like give it a proper release because yeah. it's this classic. Probably Robert Rodriguez's best, and I'm a huge Clooney fan, and it's just got everything I love. Tarantino's even great in that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a shame that it hasn't had a proper release. But uh, anyways, Dan, do you want to jump in? I do not have any films until the 8th. Oh, thank oh. God. So we can uh, start up. <laughs> Kyle's still in the race, boys. <laughs> I just need to watch like, you know, 18 movies yeah, in a day or two on. and I'll catch up. Just set up multiple TVs so you can watch <laughs> them all at the same time. I'll so. do like Tom Cruise in that. Uh... <laughs> hey, Tom Cruise, I got a couple horror films on my uh, list to watch this month. We'll see if I get to them. But uh, I actually watched a movie on the 6th for the first time from 1964. I like to start Halloween off with a classic black and white film. I could see this film becoming part of that annual tradition. The Earth Dies Screaming. Assuming none of you guys have heard of this no, film. But there's Tom Waits' song called The Earth Died Screaming. Oh, cool. It's kind of cool. Uh, Kino's been releasing a lot of these like really interesting black and white films, but not the ones that everyone's talking about. And I, mm-hmm. I picked up a couple during their sale. This was one of them that looked interesting to me, and I, I was not let down. This is actually directed by uh, Terrence Fisher, who's probably most famous. He did like 
pretty much the best of the Hammer uh, films, mm-hmm. all the original, the Dracula and Curse Frankenstein stuff. Really talented director. I mean, everything I've seen from him is great. So it was nice to see his name up on the credits there. But yeah, it, for a, a 60s film, it opens pretty explosively. Like you literally have this train it is going on the track and you see the, uh, the conductors passed out and all of a sudden it goes off the rails and crashes. You see a plane come down from the sky, crash, wow. cars are crashing. And it's just showing all these people are mysteriously passing out uh, dead. You don't know what's going on. We get uh, an introduction to our lead, and it's kind of like this last man on Earth where he hasn't, like, everyone is just, like, dead in all the towns, but he ends up meeting a group of survivors. And everyone's kind of got their own thing going on. You have like the rich couple, the one guy that you can't trust. You have the young couple that you don't know their story. So it's pretty much Gilligan's Island, but the entire world is an island. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhat. I was thinking more of, well, I I don't know. It's a combination of a lot of films where pretty much people stranded in this area. But it turns out is what it is, is there's these alien creatures that have released this gas and they're coming to take over the world. It's low budget, but they kind of have a cool look to them. Like you can look at it and see, okay, that's made from like a microphone that's made from this but they look cool I really enjoyed they're like these big metal seats with these domes and anyways they have this cool look so they find out there are these aliens going around you know they try to shoot them their armor is blocking the bullets but what is also cool is when they kill people and the gas turns all people into zombies so this is pre Night Living Dead I believe because oh, Night Living Dead is what 69 or something yeah. uh, somewhere around there this is pre Night Living Dead but this actually has them all come back and they have these really cool all white eyes but you can tell they have like these thick contacts yeah. over it's either that or maybe they're just walking around literally with their eyelids down and they painted them but it, it looks cool mm. but you have yeah these zombies attacking people which so was really creepy they pretty much did like a plan nine yeah what you're thinking something like that yeah but yeah it's only 62 minutes so it doesn't overstay yeah. it's welcome at all um, I, I had a blast with it I really dug this I will say I was kind of tired when I put in so it wasn't maybe the right conditions but yeah. I, it's one of those films like I'm not going to give a super high rating right now but I, I've you been might. thinking about it since and I know like again next year I'm throwing that in again again awesome. um, but I'm going to give it six and a half pumpkins out of ten I'd say it's cool. definitely worth a watch it's just yeah interesting seeing these people kind of trying to survive and, and you, you trying to figure out what's going on it's got a big fun climatic ending and yeah really dug it for Thank again I, I love these like little films like these old black and white films yeah, that come out of nowhere and like, you know, it opens up with and a plane. You have no idea what's crashing. going on. What I love about these movies yeah. that aren't really that big, you have no idea how it's going to end, how it's going to like yeah. go. Oh, definitely. It's kind of cool because there's no, uh, no one's watching them, no one's talking about it. And I don't know, there's something like really cool, just this good feeling I get when I watch these films. You know, you watch some shitty movie these days well, with it's bad that feeling of that you're better than everybody because you're watching old timey movies. So Maybe. Like finding a, those gems. Yeah. No, but I was just <laughs> saying. Oh, creature's it, such a <laughs> Oh, well, you probably never heard of this movie, guys. It's called The Earth Died Screen. Well, good. I didn't hear of it either. But no, I, I just I more mean in regards to the uh, the effects. Like I can watch a new movie, and if it's got bad CGI, it's going to take me out. Yeah. But I can watch this film, and I like I know this costume was made for ten dollars, but there's something about it that you can just see they put their hearts into whatever you know we don't got a lot of money but let's just create this cool creature the best we can mm. so I don't know I had a blast with it um, cool. did you watch anything else in the not six not in the you uh, no okay. let's, uh, let's move on to the seventh then guys wow we're, Danny has nothing eh? we're done one I day Danny's gonna like nothing. no movies again I watched a, a- uh, the, uh, like half of a TV show. That's okay, well, that yeah, yeah, that doesn't well, count. Well, then well. I'm, I'm on the uh, on the eighth though. He's going to come in with 15 movies. So yeah. don't worry, you'll get your Dan Fix yeah. fans <laughs> out there. If you're a fan of Dan, don't know why you would be, but if you are, you'll get your fix soon. Fanatical fans. All right, so I actually watched um, a Vincent Price movie called Madhouse. Peter Cushing. Nice. I love this movie, man. And there's something absolutely charming about Vincent Price losing his mind, thinking that he is the uh, Jack, the killer. Yeah, which is kind of cool. 
I was actually thinking about this. Like, I like uh, Vincent Price as a villain. I like Vincent Price as the everyman. I like Vincent Price as like the movie star playing pretty much himself in this movie. Like, there's nothing I like that guy Vincent Price do. on a box. I like Vincent yeah, Price on. It, it's true, man. <laughs> I like him on like a nice bed of white rice. <laughs> Going to a little Doctor Zeus yeah, story there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a film that uh, I feel is a very kind of underrated uh, price film. Like mm. you, you hear all the time the Pit and the Pendulum, the the Fives, you know, all the classic ones. But this film seems to kind of get lost in the mix because it's later day price. But I think it's really good. And it's cool, and there's a great mystery going on behind it. You don't know who the actual killer is. Like, and I think the actual makeup when he is Jack looks kind of dope too. Like, yeah, I, like I, his I, uh, hat, I like his cape. I, I did that for uh, yeah. last year for my Halloween costume, which again no one got. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um. Robert Quarry is also in this, who's great, and uh, I'm hoping to get through one of his. Um, he did the, this vampire series called Count Yorga. Count Yorga. Weird yeah. name, but both fantastic. There's really two good. films, and both of them are really good, yeah. so I'm hoping to get through them this October. But uh, he's always good. And he's uh, He was in uh, The uh, Fibes Rises Again, or whatever it's oh, called, he, the sequel. He's one of the well. doctors? He's uh, the villain in the, the sequel. Oh. But uh, yeah, it, it's a great movie. I um, I really dig this one. Yeah. I actually have this in my pile. I don't know if I'll get to it this year, but. Uh, yeah, I got to give it 7 out of 10. Cool. Nice. Okay, I start off the day with some family fare. Unfortunately, when you're a father, I'm sure other fathers out there know that um, you know you can't put on some torture porn at. Um, <laughs> you can't put on hostel at eight in the morning. One, 1 p.m. Yeah, so um, you can, but they definitely take your kids away. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I started the day with Mickey's House of Villains from 2001. Is that Mickey Rourke? No, Mickey Mouse. Okay, okay. Uh, this is one where uh, Mickey's having this like Halloween party and all. It's like every character from every movie. Mm-hmm. You have you know the villains from all the Disney films. Uh, like Jafar and um, Cuerla Deville, and I, I don't know any of the names of these characters. <laughs> is um, the Beast in it? Is the Beast evil or is the Beast good? I don't know. I don't know, but it has all the good guys, bad guys. Either way, the wraparound is pretty much he's having the party and the bad guys take over the house, and then the Mickey Mouse and Donald and all the heroes got to get it back. But the real reason, all that stuff, I don't really care about. I guess if you're a Disney fan, you might get a kick out of seeing everyone together. But the reason that I dig this, is, what it is, is it's a bunch of Halloween shorts throughout. So pretty much Mickey Mouse is just there at this party to introduce each short. Um, I'm not going to go through them all. Did you have the Donald Duck trick or treat? Well, yeah, I'll mention that. So it had all like a bunch of modern ones, but really the two that still for me and the two I'm just going to briefly talk mm. about because I'm not going to go through them all. But it has trick or treat from 1952, which is one of your favorites. I love it. Uh, this is the one where um, a witch named Hazel sees Donald pulling a Halloween prank on Huey, Dewey, and Louie. It's like a, a mean kind of prank yeah. too. Like he throws like firecrackers <laughs> in their trick or treat bag, so it blows up all their candy, and then he pulls a, a string and dumps water all over them. <laughs> Um, In the middle of October, too, right? Like, uh, think about that. Well, that's funny watching all these old uh, cartoons. Donald Duck is a real prick in them. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so she sees that. Donald Duck and asshole, right? <laughs> she sees that and decides she's going to help the three brothers get revenge on Donald. So it's kind of this fun little mm-hmm. Halloween short. The other one I really enjoyed, possibly even more, is called Lonesome Ghost. This is, goes back to 1937. Holy moly. This is when Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, I guess, are ghost exterminators. And some ghosts are in their house, and they're kind of bored that no one's come for them to haunt. So they're like... Let's call up these Ghostbusters and, uh, you know. Give them the what for. Yeah, they pretend to be, uh, oh, I'm, I'm haunting my house, and then just so they can fuck around with them. A lot of fun. Uh, I really dug it, and uh, yeah, don't really have too much to say, but uh, overall, I'm going to give the special six pumpkins out of ten. I felt like, you know, some of this, like all these kind of ones, some of them worked better than others, um, and some of them were less Halloween than others, but I would say those two shorts alone, it's worth watching the special. Yeah. Again, if you, it's probably the best way if you just want to watch, you know, all the, the Halloween specials and, together, but it, it is missing a couple, like one of the earlier ones, um, I figure it's called the, the Skeleton Parade or something. There's some early... Mickey Mouse one's supposed to be really good that I was disappointed wasn't included 
put it on this. But, okay. um, you know, it, it was fun. Uh, the other one I'm, I'm not going to talk about, but I'm just going to throw the name out there for my total. <laughs> Because I'm so of desperate course. here, of you are. but um, some of these some of these kids Halloween yeah. specials I'm going to talk about the, the ones that actually are interesting that you know as an adult I would watch. say you could recommend, but some of them I found are more it's like it's literally a kid show where it's teaching kids how to do stuff so it's not that fun. And anyways, I watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse season one, Mickey's Treat from 2006. Not going to talk about it. Um, I, we actually picked the DVD up at a yard sale because <laughs> I had the Little Einstein's Halloween as well, and I was like, ah, any Halloween special. But both of them were pretty terrible. They were both learning episodes, not much Halloween, yeah. so I'm going to get rid of the DVD. Um, I don't really want to spend any more time talking about it. Did you watch anything else on the 7th? Actually, uh, we did uh, Thanksgiving at our mom's on uh, Saturday, so I, I hooked up to Netflix and started watching What We Do in the Shadows. Which I was unbelievably impressed with. Right? That movie, I actually think it's kind of oh, it's amazing hilarious. with all the vampire lore, and it's still kind of funny. Like, horror comedy is such a hard uh, line to uh, walk, and these guys do it in amazingly like it's hilarious the lore of the vampires like they have a club where they have to invite the vampires in like hey come on in come on in it's it's dope man you can tell that the guys yeah. that created this film love, love the genre they yeah. knew they did their homework i mean yeah. whether it's like i love the the one vampire that's a homage to the nas for yeah. the original nas for too and yeah i i, I yeah, really like the southern well. dandy they have like the uh, 80s uh punker yeah the swear wolf. Yeah. Well, it was really funny because Maddie was trying to get it so we could stream it. So yeah. we were trying to figure out the way because we were at our mom's and, you know, trying to figure out her TV. So we finally get this up and Maddie tells me they did in the movie. I'm like, okay. So Courtney was still up at that point. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, okay, we're just going to throw this on. Watch this. And just going from the name, Courtney's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to stay yeah. up and watch this. And then from you're watching it. And then within the first five minutes, you're like, I want to watch right? this movie. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing, so notice it's not on my list. You fell asleep. Not cheating. <laughs> a little plus, but I gotta give this movie eight out of ten. It's it's amazing. It's hilarious. It's and I think everybody will like this movie, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan myself. Mm. Did I say it was from the guys who did the Flight of the Concords? You did not. No, it's from the guys who did the Flight of the Concords. And that guy's now the director's directing uh, Thor. The new yeah, Thor. I heard that actually. Uh, I've been continuing my Saw franchise. I'm doing, you know, it's tough, but I'm well, getting through three? them. Well, no, this is um, um, this is part two. I'm going to talk about that. I watched on the seventh from 2005. Um, cool opening where a guy has a key behind his eye, and yes, that's to a hard one to watch too, right? Unfortunately, like this Saw franchise, you get about 800 cuts in, in the two-minute sequence, yeah. but if you can get look past that. Yeah, this is a fun one. I've always enjoyed this one. I usually enjoyed this one more than the first, mm-hmm. but I think this time around I enjoyed the first more. But this is like this fun, you talked about it last episode, but this fun kind of torture house escape room. Um, it doesn't have this, the mystery in this isn't as in- interesting as the first film yeah. I found, where like you're thrown in with these two guys, you don't know who these guys are. Like this, you kind of know these guys are criminals, and it's more you're trying to see them escape. But uh, it, it's really fun. But I'm not sure if I enjoyed it as much this time around. Oh, and I did want to mention, too, I don't know if I buy the motives of Jigsaw. His whole, like, chance at redemption and appreciate yeah. life. But at the same time, he kills a lot of, like, innocent people and cops yeah. and stuff. Like, I, I thought the whole point of these films where he takes, like, terrible people and gives them another chance. But, like, he's killing, like, innocent it cops and innocent like people. and Cutting off their legs. So And like, even part of his game, yeah. like, even in the first film, he puts, like, mm-hmm. the wife and daughter, child at harm. It's like... Yeah. If this guy loses, then those people are going to die. And it's like, I don't know if I buy yeah. you, Jigsaw. <laughs> sanctimonious piece of shit. Well, what's really funny is I actually, I did the whole Saw franchise on the yeah. 8th. and uh, Of course you did. 
<laughs> so fucking guy, just, it's taking me a month to get yeah. through. I'm like on four. This guy's like, I did all I, uh, one how day. How you don't have bed sores? The question I got to ask. Well, I did like seven movies on a day. Well, I actually, when I have them on, sometimes yeah. I'm just walking around cleaning. Uh, I'm doing this, kind of. He's sitting there with like fucking Google glasses watching size. He's like taking the bus and shit. Well, it's hard to load up my bong while I'm walking around. So sometimes uh, you just have to sit yeah, down. Fair enough. The, the only thing that I, I put about Saw 2 in my notes that's even worth mentioning, because you're talking about it, mm-hmm. is the fact that it was just a fun movie. And that Saw 2, I think they kind of realized it was going to be a franchise. So what they did is, if you look at Saw 2, it's more of like that storyline. They want you to kind of fall in love with Jigsaw and kind of find out what they're going to do with it. But I totally agree with you that it's like the premise of him being this, I'm giving people the right to live, is kind of crazy. But as you get more into the, the actual other movies, you start to realize what the hell's really going on, that people are taking a concept and... Okay, yeah, well, we'll see. Um, I, I got a couple more to talk about in this episode next, but um, trying to spoil when you when you talk about all of them that you watched in one day, motherfucker. Um, but um, <laughs> I, I, uh, what would you give it? I'm going to give it uh, seven pumpkins out of ten. Uh, I still enjoyed it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, I like the first one slightly mm-hmm. more, and I'm pretty sure, at least from what I remember, I've only seen the first four. I'm pretty sure it goes downhill from here, yeah. but we'll see if it can climb back up to uh, its peak. Um, and then I finished off the night with, uh, again, I've also been continuing with my Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Uh, this is from season seven, uh, Treehouse of Horror six from 1995. It's kind of disappointed that this one doesn't have the traditional graveyard opening with the spooky music, but you did get a really cool, crusty, headless horseman. And he throws his burning head at the screen, which was fun. And they do a little uh, a take on the couch opening, which is kind of cool. But this is, I know this is your favorite, and it's probably one of my favorites as well of the Treehouse of Horrors. Uh, this is one that has Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores, yeah. uh, which is really fun where uh, Homer brings back, or lightning strikes, and it brings back Lard Lad. The, um, yeah, because he's pissed that uh, they advertise a huge donut, and he's like, this is it. Um, so he decides he's going to get revenged by stealing the huge giant, uh, donut. giant donut. But then all the um, advertisements come to life. Some great moments. I love where uh, Chief Wiggum, there's a tall basketball player walking down. He shoots him and he's like, oh, Chief, that wasn't a monster. That was the head of the basketball team. Oh, uh, uh, he was turning into a monster. Uh, I thought that was a great line. I also loved the peanut uh, advertisement. It's a it's Platter like, nut peanut? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I loved what they did with him in the show where he, he's Cracks walking around. Yeah, he's grabbing the cars with the cane and then, yeah, grabbing them and twisting them open like a peanut and then eating the people inside. I thought that was fun. Um, this also has Attack on Evergreen Terrace, which is a great one, which is pretty much Nightmare on Elm yeah, Street, but amazing, with Groundskeeper right? Willie. And then um, and some scary moments in there. And then it finished off with Homer... Um, 3D? Uh, Q, what is it? Homer Cubed, I believe? Yeah, Homer 3. Because or... it looks like Aliens 3, doesn't it? Homer Cubed, maybe? Isn't it Cubed? Like when it's a three yeah. with three above it? Maybe. Yeah, that's Cubed. Squared is a two. Okay. Anyways, we're, <laughs> yeah. apparently we're, we're idiots. We're, we're math guys, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, this one had some of my favorite lines of all Treehouse of Horror, uh, where Homer's in the alternate world, and they're like, where are you, Homer? He's like, it's a place I've never been before, and then uh, Marge's uh, sister jump in, the shower. (laughs) Um, And then uh, also, has anyone seen the movie Tron? No, 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 yes, I I mean, no, no, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and and then my other uh, favorite line, sorry. What's the nerd scientist guy? Uh, Frank. Frank. Okay, anyways, he's drawing... Um, Professor Frank. 
Yeah, he's drawing. Uh, he's trying to explain to them how this dim- alternate dimension works, and he starts off drawing. Here is an ordinary square, and then Chief Wiggum's like, "Whoa, whoa, slow down there, Point Dexter." Um, a lot of great lines. That, yeah, that I don't know had me laughing out loud. My the favorite. CGI uh, surprisingly held up well as well, which uh, again I really didn't think it would. Yeah. Going back, this is you know going back to 1995. So holy moly, Jesus, we're old. Yeah. But um, sorry, what were you gonna say? Sorry, uh, my favorite lines. Uh, one of my favorite lines in any Simpsons episode is actually in that episode, and it's right when he ends up in this parallel universe and he's standing there, and his brain is telling him all these beautiful words, mm-hmm. like this is glorious. This is like, and then when he actually opens his mouth, it's holy macaroni. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is perfect. Um, so far, this is my favorite Treehouse of Horror, and it may end up being the, my I think favorite that overall. Is going to be unless you know one of these. All ones three in, segments are really good. Yeah, versions. unless one of the you know in twenty two or twenty three or something crazy uh, hits high, but yeah, I, I really doubt that's breath, the buddy. case. Uh, I'm going to give it eight pumpkins out of ten. Um, if you've never done the Treehouse of Horror and you want to see it there for you, this is a great one to start off with. Um, I guess only one of them is really horror oriented. The first yeah. one kind of, but the third one's it's kind of that good mix where at least like if you're not going to do horror, do something like Homer Cube where it's yeah. really really funny. And you, yeah, usually I would not enjoy the ones because it doesn't have a horror story. But yeah, Homer Cubed, I think, is awesome. So is that it for the seventh? Or That's everything for the seventh. Cool. Well, let's move on to October 8th. Yeah, we'll let Danny uh, talk for a Danny, half hour. Danny, yeah, just... No, actually, I was do wrong. Do you want to go grab some... Uh, yeah, I think we got a beer and then we'll let Danny yeah. talk about soft for You just hour. talk about these yeah. films and we'll be back. I actually don't have the saws until I'll the, see you guys the later. Yeah. <laughs> clump, 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 clump. No, on the... All right. <laughs> I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> On the 8th, I didn't actually watch the Saw movies. I watched them on the 9th. I was scrolling down. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> I did. On the 8th, I watched two movies. So Okay, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So on the 8th, I decided to watch two terrible remakes. All right. I watched The Blair Witch Project, the remake. The okay. 19th. The, sorry. Uh, Adam Wingard. The 2016 yeah. one. Adam Wingard just on this fucking sliding oh, yeah, slope. Yeah. I, I, I love this guy. Tell I figured this movie would have been amazing because I love Adam Wingard and I love the Blair Witch and I figured like two great flavors. It kind of so so much potential and then a dance club. Yeah, like it just I don't know. Like this movie, I I love the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. Think it's a great great movie, but this remake is just horrendous. Like yeah. even the, the story of it would have been really cool, but it's just. In this movie, you're watching, you're like, okay, I can forgive the dance club. I get it. The whole hotel room, you know, like where they're all just kind of hanging out and all these guys going, I can get it. I get all of it. It's all great. And then all of a sudden, it just, let's pump a ton of effects into this and like we're going to completely make it a different movie. And they had like such some cool ideas, even with like the drone cameras that they just did nothing with. Yeah. Well, nothing. Yeah, I, I hate that they revealed what the witch looks like again the first film left so much open and everyone has their interpretation yeah. and that's always scary and then when they reveal it you're like oh that's that's it eh yeah. the one thing that I do want to just talk about this film with uh, actually first- I have heard of rumors that that wasn't actually the witch that we saw it was the uh, girl that they uh, stretched out you know that they told a story about the dead okay yeah, they, yeah. Uh, put like a bag or something okay I guess, yeah I guess that maybe I saw. missed that then it was like the uh, the theory is well this is just a yeah a theory fan theory that it was the uh, the uh, ghostly girl who got tied to a tree who got stretched out was that was the ghost we so saw. that would the be slender man that was playing to the millennials yeah, that's exactly it that's an interesting idea mm-hmm. and speaking of like ideas I was talking to uh, my girlfriend's sister's boyfriend 
and we were talking about horror movies. Yeah. And this is the reason that I kind of went and watched these two movies, because he was talking about the original Blair Witch, and he's like, that movie's so stupid, everyone thinks it's about a witch, you know, and I'm like, well, kind of Blair Witch Project. And he's like, no, 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 it's actually a murder film. And I was like, what? And he's like, my theory is, is the two guys drug the girl into the woods to kill her. One of the guys lost the map. One of the guys could have disappeared, yeah. been doing all the fuckery around. And he's like, rewatch the movie with that concept in mind. Yeah. He's like, it becomes a totally different movie. That's true. It's an interesting thought anyways. Mm. But uh, p- but for the new Blair Witch, I gave it a 5 out of 10 pumpkins. Yeah, yeah it's, it, I was the same thing. I was so excited for it. It was one of those movies where like the characters were annoying. Yeah. And then, like again, I think the Blair Witch works so well because of mythology and this film didn't really add anything new other yeah. than showing that crappy character at the end. Like, it just rehashes the story, but not as well done. And yeah, I, w- I wasn't a huge fan either. The voodoo thing with the voodoo Blair Witch stick figure yep. thing was it's kind of interesting, cool, yeah. But it, it, at, at that point, like, you went from a movie that scared the shit out of you with no effects to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Anyways, and what else did you watch? I watched the remake of The Poltergeist. The 2016. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. How is it? Uh, I wouldn't really waste your time on it. The cool thing about it, it like it kind of sticks to it. It focuses yeah. a lot on the clown doll that's kind of briefly in the first yeah. one. Uh, it, the, the ending's kind of cool because like they're trying because you know like how the the first like the original ends, but in this one they're in the car ready to go out and pretty much the house goes nope mm-hmm. and their car ends up in their living room. Yeah. And when the little girl, the great line in this movie is, I don't feel right. And then all of a sudden, this girl just does some crazy exorcist being flown through the house. But they shoot it from the upside down point of view of the car. So you're looking at the stairs like kind of going down. Yeah. Like, so it's just a really creepy scene. That's the only kind of scene. It was a bit that, off kilter. Yeah, that I, I really enjoyed from this movie. The rest of the movie, I'm just like, yeah. bored as hell. They didn't really go off of what actually kind of went on in the original. Yeah, yeah I give it six out of ten pumpkins for the yeah. new It's guys. so disappointing because Sam Rockwell, man, he used to be great. Yeah. He's been doing a lot of movies like this lately. He's probably getting paid, though. Yeah. It's- Maddie, what did you watch on the 8th? On the 8th, I watched a amazing classic, Amityville. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. that movie is so fucking dope, man. I always I add these to my it. pile that I want to get yeah. through because I love them. And I, I know everyone shits on the first film, but I love it. And, I don't understand how anyone could shit on this film. It is so fucking dope, man. It's spooky, too, yeah. man. Ryan Reynolds wait. is awesome. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> and the sequel as well, but yeah, yeah I just never get to them. I, and part two is really good. I remember part three being kind of lackluster. Yeah. But yeah. again, 3D. The first two, yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping to see uh, watch uh, two, three, and four of the uh, remake again. Did you do you have the uh, Screen Factory box yeah, set? Yeah, yeah, okay, I got nice. the box set, which is kind of cool. And uh, Margot Kidder is actually really good in this movie. Yeah, well, she she was really good in a lot of stuff. I thought I mean, she was bad in like Superman, but I thought she was. Well, I thought she was yeah. good in Superman. I think there's just some cheesy scenes in that movie. Yeah. I, I still think it's a great movie. I thought she was fine. That yeah, yeah. but she's, she was really good in this. So. Like Black Christmas, she's fantastic yeah. in. But okay, I watched. I gotta uh, give it sorry, eight out of ten. Oh, cool. Yeah. I do recommend too, even if you have the Scream Factory Blu-ray, that's definitely the best way to get that box set, watch it. Yeah. But if you can, find the old DVD box set for like 10 bucks and just take the bonus disc out, sell the rest of the disc because the bonus disc on that is almost as good as the movies and it's unfortunately, Scream couldn't get the rights to it, but it has the document, it has two like hour-long documentaries that A&E put on, I believe. Oh, awesome. One's on like the true, the actual murders the and the history and then one's oh. on the haunting. Uh, but they're both fantastic documentaries and I'd say there's, you know, some of my favorite 
yeah. TV, any kind of documentaries. And yeah, they, they go over like to whether it's been the hoax aspect of it as well. Um, so I, I mentioned uh, that I watched two uh, kids shows. I'm not going to, I didn't want to talk much about the other one was Little Einstein season one of Little Einstein's Halloween 2005. Just thrown out there for my total. <laughs> Just had my total there, boys. Uh, but no, I, this was uh, Thanksgiving for us in Canada. So I threw on the Thanksgiving classic Blood Rage from 1987. <laughs> How was it? I've been, I've picked this up months ago. I've been waiting to watch it, but I'm like, no, I'm saving it for Thanksgiving. Every time I hear the word Thanksgiving slasher, I think of Grindhouse when it does like the uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's just start off how this film opens up. Uh, this is probably the highlight of my week. So it opens up with a mom. As she's got she's at a drive-in theater and she's got her two kids sleeping in the back. And she decides let's get it on the front seat. And at first I she's like, oh, I don't know, they're sleeping. And the, the guy's like, ah, don't worry about they'll, they'll sleep through it. But anyways, the kids kind of wake up in the middle of it and they're like, oh, mom's at it again. So they. They leave the car, and then randomly, it's like two, I don't know if they're twins, but um, two young boys, randomly one of the boys finds an axe and goes to another car where another couple are getting it on and decides to put an axe through the guy's face. Um, As you do with a drive-in. Yeah, and then he, uh, his other brother is startled by this, so he covers his other brother in the blood, wipes the blood on him, hands him the axe. So when the cops come, the brother gets blamed, and uh, he gets off scot-free. And then we cut to, like, now it's, I don't know how many years later, but now they're adults. Uh, the one brother's been in a psychiatric home this whole time. And another weird scene where, like, the mom comes and drops off a piece of pumpkin pie for him, and he, like, rips open, starts smearing it everywhere and losing it. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the other brother's been living scot-free the whole time. He's, like, the popular cool guy in the football team or whatever, I believe. Uh, anyways, the brother in the psychiatric home escapes, and um, th- that's where it becomes a slasher film. But the weird thing is he escapes, but again, he's innocent, so he's just coming to, like, get home. Mm. But the other brother has everyone convinced that he's doing the murders, but that brother decides to use this time to kill a bunch yeah. of people. Get away with it again. The lead in this is very, and sorry, the lead is playing both parts. So he's playing kind of the troubled. Um, he is kind of an ugly dude too, isn't he? Like he's got like the black, blonde, like long hair. He looks yeah, like I mean, he Bra- didn't, Brian Pullman from wrestling. He didn't do it for me like yeah. Tom Cruise or yeah. something does, but. Uh, <laughs> he didn't want to stuff him like a turkey? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. He was, he was, he was a guy. Um, but um, no, his, his performance is really great though. Cause he plays this kind of like weird, um, kind of awkward the the escape team because he hasn't really you know talked to people or anything he's been locked up for all these years but then he plays the crazy killer who is like giving the guy from Silent Night Deadly 2 a run for his money (laughs) tons of cheesy one-liners as he does the killings all the gore effects are actually really well done. There's a cool one where a guy's drinking a beer and he chops off his hand and it cuts to like the hand still holding the beer. That's kind of cool. Um, but and there's another one where a guy gets his head sliced in half. Like the gore effects are like you know, is it on, worth checking out? Oh, it's it's fantastic. The gore effects are on, you know, up there with the best of them, in my opinion. Uh, the mother is like this weird performance where I was looking up reviews and everyone's like, wow, this movie's so bad, I can't watch it because she's the worst actress. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this like, wow, this woman is really fucking fantastic. She plays like kind of that, you know, you see that those people in, around town, you can tell like they've went through a, a hard a hard life. You know, um, th- th- she's probably smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. She's showing off cleavage the whole film, but it's like, I don't want to see it's cleavage. <laughs> like two things giving ham stuff together. <laughs> but I thought 
thought she was really great. Like she plays this, um, it's like this weird kind of very realistic, sympathetic performance where she's just this unhinged mother and like she's just awkward. She's in like her own alternate reality of what's going on. Uh, not glamorous all, but I thought like her performance was fantastic. So I don't know. I guess I would looked at it completely different mm-hmm. than everyone else. Um, uh, there's this great random scene where uh, this one woman is on a date and she's on the date with its biggest square. <laughs> and like, I don't know how to explain it, but he's like, such a Melvin. <laughs> yeah. Like he's testing out like liquors and just what he says, I was just, I was howling. Um, uh, like I mentioned, the the lead is like up there with Eric uh, Freeman from um, Silent Night, Deadly Night too. Just so many great lines. He has a line where he's like licks the blood off his fingers, and he's like, "It's not cranberry sauce." <laughs> <laughs> Eat your pie, then you die. <laughs> <laughs> the finale is like really cool, bloody, glorious. Um, I didn't mention the synth score throughout is very cool, and uh, what an ending! Fantastic ending. Don't spoil it, because I might watch. No, that yeah, I know you. You should watch it. Um, I'm just gonna. I can't say it. It's a great film, but it's one of those films I had a blast with. Like, it's if I'm doing a list of best slashers, I could see this easily, oh, yeah? you know, making the top 10. Uh, I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of 10. Awesome. But again, it's one of those films where I didn't know what I was getting into. I'm excited to revisit it. It's a film I could definitely see growing over the years, but it's, it, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun, man. Awesome. I highly recommend everyone check it out. What's the name of that movie again? Uh, Blood Rage from 1987. I think it's on Thank Shutter, you. actually. I might check that out. Yeah, I, I got the Arrow Blu-ray, and it's like three discs. It has like uh, two other cuts of the film. I guess there was like an edited theatrical cut, that, but then added all these like alternate scenes, and then there's like a composite cut where it combines the two. Um, but I, I just did the... Unrated? The unrated theatrical one, because it had all the blood and everything. Yeah, I course. heard that's the best cut. And yeah, I don't know. It's a great, great package. Uh if you can find it. Uh, did you watch anything else, Maddie, on the 8th? Speaking of great packages, I <laughs> allow me to speak. I watched uh, Treehouse of Terror 2. Okay, nice. So we talked about that last week, but I, I really enjoyed it, man. That like uh, Frankenstein one with Homer is great. Well, that, yeah, that, that's probably the highlight yeah. of the three. So I got to give it a 7 out of 10. Cool. Uh, I guess we're on the ninth then, or? The ninth. Okay, so Danny, go ahead. Here's my Do song. your worst. So on the ninth, Tell I... us what you saw. <laughs> I watched Saw one, two, three, and four, Woo. and because we've we've all talked about Saw not only before, is it right? tough to watch four movies in a row, but to watch four Saw films like not, not like they're very that. like dark and yeah. depressing and, and gory and they're kind of the same movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? Actually, watching all of these horror films, uh, so in my bathroom, like we just have a nightlight on and it lights mm. up the room just enough, you know, so like I never turn on the light. So you don't get scared after watching all these Saw movies? Well, so I'm, I'm in there having a shower and all that is is just the nightlight so there's like shadows and everything and I'm like, kind of like, what was that? <laughs> what was like, I've just, I've spent so much time staring at horror films now I'm starting to freak out. I was really hoping he was going to say I was having a shit and I was like, where that I was going to be, you know, what contraption is on the toilet here if I get up? Courtney wants to play Scrabble? Yeah. Danny, let's play a game. (laughs) (laughs) So, Saw 1, great movie. I kind of wish they just left it at Saw 1. Like, Mm. if they just would have left it without, like, following up, I think it would be, people would not kind of laugh when you say the word Saw. But one of the extra points that I did give this movie was for anytime Danny Glover's running with a gun. <laughs> because I just love watching that man run with a gun because it's, it's, it's just it takes hilarious. takes you back to, to lethal watch. weapon. It does. 
But this is what I wrote. And you know what would have made it better? If one, he's running with the guy and he's like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here's the greatest conversation in this movie that I've never caught before. And I sat there and wrote this word for word. Okay. So it's in relation Danny, to- Dan, you know they have this thing called IMDb where you just can cut and paste the uh, quotes, right? Yeah, but I don't trust it. I'd rather just <laughs> take the time because I love this podcast so much and I want accuracy in what I'm doing. So I just read the subtitles. No. So it's between the two guys talking about the guy that hired the one guy to do something. I don't want to give tons of the movie away in case you haven't seen it. What did he look like? He was just a guy. Was he tall? Short? Obese? Thin? I don't know. I didn't take notes about his appearance. You're telling me you don't remember a thing about him. I told you I can't. Oh, for fuck's sake, I give up. He's a tall black man with a huge scar around his neck. Yeah. Doesn't remember anything. Uh. So it's just one of these, like, was it meant to be a joke? Was it meant to be like they're yeah. bantering back and forth or he can't remember anything about him yet? He's a tall black man with a scar around yeah. his neck. I don't remember that scene, but, yeah. It's there, word for word. Anyways, and I also wrote that the last five minutes of that movie is kind of intense. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy editing. There's, like, you're just like, what the fuck just happened? What's going on? A lot on? of snip snaps. How many pumpkins are you going to get the first... Uh, the first saw, I gave it 7 out of 10. That's it. That's it. This guy loves like these franchises. Then when it comes down to the ratings, he's like, oh, 7. He wants to give it higher, but he's scared you're going to make fun of him. That's what I was just about I to I think say. I gave it a higher. I gave yeah. it a seven and a half. I've never given anything a 10 out of 10. Yeah. We're not asking for a 10, man. <laughs> no, it's where I went. Okay, go go ahead. Is, saw, is the first Saw your favorite of the franchise? Can you spoil that, or do you want to hold off to no, the No, no, Saw 1's definitely my favorite of the yeah. franchise. Wow, and you only yeah, got a 7. Got a seven. Jesus, I, apparently I enjoy the Saw yeah. franchise more than Danny. Okay, go on with number two. Well, we just talked about number two, yeah. and okay. all I wrote was like, Tony Wahlberg. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun movie. How many yeah. uh, How many pumpkins? I gave it six. Okay. Wow, I'm uh, oh, higher for me too. Is the first one and the second one, they were all f- entirely done in Toronto. Yeah. And then I did Saw 3, which just kind of picks up where the second one ended off. This movie's more up on top of like all the gore and all like, you know, the little games that they're playing. It's a little bit different in the game aspect because like his the the chick that's kind of mm. working with him, like that kind of befriended him is now learning her place where she stands with him. So it's kind of a movie a lot of it's more focused on her and it's where it kind of dies off for me in, in the Saw franchise. Yeah, I'm not one, a fan of her from what I remember, but anyways. But yeah, so that's kind of what I thought about Saw 3, and Saw 3 just kind of ends with an obvious, we're going into Saw 4. Yeah. So, and then, <laughs> it says the end with a question mark on it. <laughs> yeah, and and then here I'll just quickly, number four kind of, I, I don't want to give so much away, but Donnie's back again. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back? He's in like so many of them. Oh, shit. Like he's in the third one, he's in the fourth one, yep. Oh, and in the fourth one as well, you learn a crap load about them trying to rebuild up who Jigsaw was, uh, why he does what he does, but they get really into that in the fourth one. They try to make sense out of nonsense? Yeah, and it's really weird. Like, there's a lot it's, it's convoluted, of plot isn't it? lines in yeah. the, Like, there's a lot of plot yeah. holes in this series. So, yeah, that was my... Uh, Saw one, two, three, and four is what I did that day. Actually, I can't make fun of you because I actually watched four movies on the ninth as well. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, jump in. So, um, have you guys seen Dracula Dead and Loving It? <laughs> Not since. Years ago. Yeah. I actually had a really good time with this movie. Like, it's done surprisingly well, and some of the jokes actually 
made me giggle, which I thought would be kind of hard to do. Cause... Yeah, I, I saw it when before like I had seen the original Bella Lugosi yeah. Dracula, and I remember just being so bored as a kid and not getting like the jokes, the jokes or like the slow paced nature of it. But I, I I would love to revisit it now. It's actually. actually it holds up pretty well. And like there's a few like funny things where like uh I guess the guy who plays Renfield, I forget the guy's name. He is a guy from um the Ghostbusters two. He was Nally McBeal. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that's that swarmy looking dude. Yeah. He was Vigo's like assistant in yeah. Ghostbusters two. So he doesn't want people knowing that he's Dracula's assistant. So uh, as like he goes to a dance party and they figure out like, oh shit, he's a vampire. Then he leaves and the guy's like, wait, master, master. And he's like, I mean, mister, mister. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, I'm in this movie. I, I, and there's always this running joke of the guy who runs the Saint Asylum. He's like, all right, well, give him enema and uh, put him in jail. <laughs> and everybody's like, you know what? Give him a you know what and put him in jail. <laughs> he's always giving these nice. uh, inmates enema. So it's a nice ongoing joke. So I got to give this a six and a half out of ten pumpkins. Cool. I had a ton of fun with it. Did you watch anything on the ninth? Yeah, I watched a bunch of uh, TV episodes on the ninth. First one, again, I'm not going to really say much about it, but I did watch Franklin Season 1, Franklin's Halloween 1997. Oh, lucky guy. Uh, this one actually wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, he's afraid to go in a haunted house and whatever. I'm not going to go too much into it, but it was okay. It was better than the other ones, and it wasn't like a learning one. But I'm not going to say much about it, but I uh, did also watch... It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown from 1966. This is like an annual tradition, even though, if anyone knows, I'm not a huge fan of this uh, special, which is weird because I really love the Christmas uh, Charlie Brown. But I I just never, I don't know, I never had that nostalgia for this one. I didn't grow up with it as much. Um, My biggest problem about this special is that half the special takes place with Snoopy in World War One. Uh, pilot. And uh, I don't know, I don't really, when I'm watching a Halloween special, I'm not excited to watch World War One story, so I always feel that takes me out of it. Um, and as for the rest of it, I mean, that, The Great Pumpkin such a great idea, but again, it's Charlie Brown, you know they're not actually going to show The Great Pumpkin, so it's like a lot of build up to nothing. And uh, and the, the one thing I get out of this film is it fucking, kids and adults are dicks, man. Yeah. Every special here is just like, how much of a prick can People will be to be Charlie Brown. Like, just because he has a shitty costume, he gets rocks. From, even from the parents, it's one thing for the kids to be dicks, but like a parent giving you a rock because your costume sucks and everyone else gets candy. Oh, man, those rocks would be going back at that house so quickly. That it's was really me. grind your gears. Oh, it, it, I don't know if I can relate to Charlie Brown or what, but like, I tell you right now, uh, listeners out there, if you give a kid a rock, that's coming back through your window. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to give this uh, a five pumpkins out of ten. Every year, I kind of like a little bit less. Yeah, um, I don't even know why I watch it every year anymore. It's one of those things, I guess, you can just put on and you yeah. know, it's harmless. You can watch it with your kid there. Uh, I'll talk about, uh, again, I watched a couple, but I'll do a little bit and then let you guys jump in. But I'll talk about one more quickly. Uh, Life with Louis, season three, Louis Harrowing, oh, awesome. Halloween from 1987. Uh, anyone doesn't know the show, it's uh, I always loved it when I was a kid. Unfortunately, it hasn't had a DVD release, but... It's kind of like a coming-of-age cartoon show, something like How'd you find it? a you Christmas think? story or whatever. Yeah, on YouTube is the only way to find it. But it, every story is kind of realistic, and this is, story is all about him. And it's the adult Louis narrating the story of him as a kid. But this one's about he goes to a grocery store, and he has to, his mom says no candy leading up to Halloween for the month, but he can't control himself. And he's like, oh, I'm going to take a candy. Right. 
alright <laughs> um, that's what he does every episode but um, yeah so he takes the candy and then he feels guilty for it and he's like uh, he tries to throw it away and like all these weird things keep on happening this candy keeps on ending up back in his house so finally he decides he's going to break into the grocery store and put it back at the same time there's three criminals that uh, were earlier brought to their school to show you uh, you know what happens you start out stealing candy and lead to a life of crime and anyways these criminals escape and they're breaking into the grocery store to steal candy as well it was okay it was my favorite you know the Christmas episode again I think is, is fantastic for this show but the Halloween didn't live up to it for me I'm going to get six pumpkin out of 10 worth a watch I mean it's still a fun show but it's uh, I don't know like, I always like the shows you can relate to a bit more whereas this one was a little too ridiculous you never sold candy from a convenience store and well that you could probably relate to but uh, and I don't think I did but uh, it was a sticker many yeah, stickers. Yeah, stickers remember back in the days the sticker books I did they're coming back actually <laughs> really yeah. anyways um, yeah I, this whole thing about three criminals like breaking in and stealing yeah. candy I don't know before you jump ahead just a really weird side note mm-hmm. but I was watching Penn and Teller's Fool Us it's like their yeah. new show where they go on and about two weeks ago I was watching it and there was a chick that came on like we have a special guest Louie Anderson yeah, amazing and I'm like I, I didn't know he was still alive yeah, like, that's actually true he looks the same he doesn't no he's look actually like doing he's a show aged. right now that I heard is quite good um, I don't know if it's on HBO or one of those shows like that but I heard he's doing a show that I've heard is fantastic yeah uh, he, he I think it's on seriously season two doesn't look like he's aged at all that's weird right it's really weird Anyways, let's move on. What else did you guys watch in the night? Have you guys? When's the last time you guys watched a Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon? Uh, oh, it's been like years since it came out. It doesn't hold up that well, but I still had a, a bit of fun with this movie. He is kind of just like this pervy dude who gets like uh, turns into a Hollow Man and kind of just kind of rapes women, which is kind of not as fun as I like my Invisible Man. Yeah, to be. I remember being so excited yeah. for this movie when it's in theaters because the special effects were like top of the game yeah. at the time, and then kind of finding it off-putting. I thought it was going to be him getting his powers and the weird stuff happened. That's like, oh, he's raping and murdering people. Yeah, Lovely. It, it's it's kind of weird. Right? I'd, I'd kind of like to revisit yeah. it now that I'm not a child and I can, you know... Again, the, the, the graphics but, don't hold up as much as you like, but there's some cool bits of him. It's just... I was kind of hoping it'd be a bit more playful, but it's more... Um, Bad. <laughs> it's more Kevin Bacony. You, you know, I, Kevin Bacon's charming, I think. But uh, this one, he's not. He's kind of an asshole in this, and he's he's not a good guy. Bacon goes well with everything. It's true. You know? <laughs> it's true, man. With six degrees of back bacon. How it works. <laughs> and also, speaking of a terrible movie, okay, Hollow Man. I got to give six out of ten. I, I, I dug it, but it's got Elizabeth Shue in it too. Yeah, and her, she is. She, she even she, then she, she, she was in that well. Yeah, for... she's doing all right. <laughs> so I watched the uh, sequel, Hollow Man Two, and I feel bad counting this as a uh, Halloween movie, but in order to keep up with Danny, I gotta. It is pretty much <laughs> like the Born Identity, but with an Invisible Man. Huh. It it sucked, man. It was bad. Like I was having a hard time uh, keeping my eyes open for it, and it, it was Christian Slater, but he's not in it that much because he's an Invisible Man. So. I don't know, man. Well, that's probably a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Christian Slater. I like Christian yeah. Slater, 90s Christian Slater. I don't you know, know if what? I like I've been watching. I've been watching that Mr. Robot, and he is really good at Mr. Okay, Robot. Okay, yeah, so. I haven't watched I'm that I'm convinced show. that Christian Slater, Kevin Bacon, and that Jerry O'Connell guy, yeah. all the same dude, but they just kind of put yeah, different makeup maybe, on him Maybe, so maybe, often. maybe. Would it be their secret identity? Oh, oh. 
Deep cut there, boys. <laughs> so I, I got to give a three out of ten. Invisible Hollow Man wow. two was kind of terrible. Uh, I guess I'll jump in with a couple more shows I watched. Uh, we we're trying to again find some stuff that we can watch with our son there. And my uh, fiance suggested uh, a show. I guess was from her time. She's a bit younger than I am. I never watched it, but Recess. Did any of you guys watch that? Okay, yeah, I think it was a Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon show. Um, anyway, season six, they did an episode called "Terrifying Tales of Recess." I've never even watched the show. How was it? It was actually quite fun. Yeah. Um, these Nickelodeon shows, every time I go back to them, they're yeah. usually like, I've never heard of them, and I'll put them in for the Halloween episode or something, yeah. and I usually enjoy them. But this one, it's three tales. It has a kid, you know, wraparound stories in the playground telling uh, ghost stories, horror stories. The first one was called Children of the Corn Chip, and it's about this kid uh, eats these old um, chips and becomes a werewolf. Awesome. Pretty fun. Uh, when Bikes Attack, which is a homage to Christine, but with nice. the kids' school bikes coming to life. And, and attacking people and Night of the Living Finsters which um, I don't know if a finster I think it's like the the grumpy like teachers or some family in the, in the show I'm not too sure but anyways the kid gets dared to spend the night in this uh, underground cave and his friends join him and these zombies come back to life um, yeah I, I was quite surprised I, I really dug it I'm going to give this show uh, six and a half pumpkins oh, out of awesome. ten uh, I, I would watch I think they have another Halloween special that I may try to find Again, some of these shows, it's it's hard to find. Um, so yeah. I've been going to like YouTube. You're or, not going to like buy the box at a recess, are you? Well, I'd maybe Actually, buy you, it for you, Halloween you episode. <laughs> the right price, anything's possible. I, I pretty much bought the next show I'm going to talk about for the one Halloween episode. This uh, is one of my favorite Halloween specials ever, actually, from season one of Martin. <laughs> the night he came home. Not a year goes by that you're not talking yeah, about Martin. 1992. I know everyone's like, ah, I don't want to watch Martin Lawrence's TV show. This special is fantastic. And even Becky, same thing. Like we, Because we, we got the season set just for this special, and we threw on an episode or two, and she's like, oh, I can't do this. Like yeah. Halfway through the first episode, she's like, it's not for me. That's fine. I suggest so, even if you guys hate it again, like any Halloween episode, sometimes a Halloween episode is worth it. Watch this one. Uh, Martin goes on this whole tirade about how like women are more afraid of, of stuff and movies. You know, when you go to the movies, uh, who's who's always afraid of? It's always the women going ah. So he goes. Every episode is actually Martin being misogynistic, yeah. actually, because I think the first episode was about how women aren't as smart as men or something either. But anyways, he goes on this tirade. They're throwing a little Halloween party at their house with just their friends. They decide let's throw tell ghost stories. Some of them are caution. There's some decorations, whatever, and uh, eventually. Um, and, and they're fun. Like some of the ghost stories are kind of fun. But anyways, they go into old man Ackerman, who is this grumpy old man that used to live in Martin's apartment. And they they pull a Ouija board and they're like, let's try to contact him. And then all hell breaks loose. And it's there's parts that's actually kind of scary. I don't want to spoil the ending, but it's fantastic, man. There's cupboards going crazy. There's like, and then there's like this really fun uh, little shock ending. Uh, it, it's fantastic. It's honestly one of my favorite Halloween specials. Again, even if you don't like his humor, I think you could still. Out. dig this episode just for the horror elements alone but I'm going to give it seven and a half pumpkins out of ten I would put it up there with like you know I don't know if it would be my top five but it would definitely probably be top ten yeah. give it a chance I should lend it to you and yeah. watch you know it I'll it's probably on YouTube or something and... anyway as well but uh, yeah I know everyone thinks I'm crazy <laughs> But just watch this episode. I'm not saying go back and watch all seven seasons or whatever he lasted. Watch this episode, though. And then I finished off the night with a movie. Dan, I guess if you want to add any more to what you just talked about, but I did watch Saw 3 from 2006. The opening is pretty crazy with Wahlberg. You see his 
because the way that it ended uh, Wahlberg and this one is open up and he's chained to the ground and he's trying to escape so you actually see him pretty fucking gruesome way to open up your film but he's trying to get his foot out and I just smashed he, yeah he grabs like, like the top of the toilet and then just smashing his ankle for like and this is the unrated cut so I don't know if it was this bad in theaters but it goes on for like a minute and it's like oh that is it tough it goes to on way too long like. um, <laughs> I know it's their style I wanted to add but this is like by this film I'm really starting to realize these are ugly looking films yeah. desaturated not a lot of cover over exposed tons of rapid edits uh, you know I know that's the Saw style that's their yeah. thing but it's it's not a good yeah. <laughs> you know known for a crappy style um, I don't know if that's something to be proud of, but I'm not enjoying the look of these films. Um, this is the first film, and I think it gets, I've noticed it's getting worse and worse, but it's like they're starting to become more cruel and more mean spirited. I think the first two films had some certain things, but this one I feel it's just getting like a little much with it. Just the gore is just. It's like they're constantly trying to top each other. This film, they go into literally a whole like medical procedure, and it's like, do we really need to see all this? You're just trying to like shock the audience with how much gore and blood you can show. Like it's it's kind of fascinating. Like, oh, so that's how you would do that procedure if it's accurate, which I seems like it would be. But again, I don't really need to see all of that in a horror film. Um, Shawnee Smith, who's uh, becoming uh, Jigsaw's protege, uh, I find her kind of annoying, and I also feel it kind of hurts the mystery of Jigsaw. And uh, again, as we get to know more and more about Jigsaw's origins, I feel he kind of becomes less interesting, which is always the case. Yeah. I find like it's like Michael Myers; he's interesting because he's a boogeyman going around killing. He's, as soon as you start adding, he's got a sister, and yeah. and in case of Rob Zombie's remake, where they add that his mom's a stripper and his dad, I don't yeah. want to. It ruins yeah. all that once we know. They the one thing that you, you start to realize by watching up to the third one is they're so proud of the first one that they keep going back to it. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a good 20 minutes in this movie dedicated just to showing him set up for the yeah. Exactly. Actually, the that ones. was my next note that um, it's about the movie itself. This is a long one. The other one's hour and a half I think is fine. Yeah. This one goes I think two hours oh, wow. and it's, it definitely feels you can really feel it's about 30 minutes too long and like yeah, that was actually my note that you know they spend time showing how he set up the first time. It's like we don't really need this is completely unnecessary it does not do anything to add to the plot we're not getting any more character development we're getting nothing out of this is completely pointless it's just them trying to pad the film so yeah this one i'm going to give six pumpkins out of ten again it seems like the series is kind of going down i'm hoping it rises back up at some point but um yeah i I don't know again i've seen the first four so this is me revisiting them uh to try to make sense of franchise but i remember like it getting kind of more mean-spirited and darker each one and this one like you mentioned this is the one where it's all it's following the guy whose um child was killed in a car accident and he's getting revenge but yeah like just some of the traps and stuff they weren't even like cool it was just like this i don't want to watch this it's like like the pigs being yeah and the guy drowning in the pig carcasses but anyways um is that it did you guys watch anything i actually went to the theaters and saw a new movie flatliners oh god (laughs) it was so bad (laughs) i remember the original being like okay this is kind of cool but it had like that like star power it had like oliver platt it had keith sullivan it had julia roberts like it was star started this one isn't kevin bacon flatliners too or no you were on a, a bacon, uh, yeah, bacon fest. I didn't watch the original. Oh, yeah, sorry. I watched the the, the remake, which <laughs> Keith Sullivan comes back, but I was kind of hoping that they would uh, do like a sequel to the movie. Like, I was like, 20 years later, there's some like more research. Is, is Sutherland playing the same character? No, no, he's just playing a crotchety like a professor that does nothing. He uh-huh. just kind of like, oh, you guys, you're all going to fail as doctors. <laughs> That's all he does. And I, Ellen Page is amazing. She's... I don't want to give anything away, but like the first half of this movie is really good because she is uh, taking this 
dopey character and adding some like life to it. Once the focus of this movie like leaves from her, it just kind of falls off the rails, man. And there's they brought nothing new to the table. If anything, they kind of distracted from like Flatliners was kind of sexy, it was kind of dark, it was kind of spooky. Like they had like this kid who got murdered who was haunting these guys in their dreams. This one is more like, well, if you're nice to people. Things are gonna work out for you. It's it's. I don't dopey, even think man. the original film's great. It, it was not good. Yeah. No, no. Like that's. Why I mean, I guess like, that's why this has potential to yeah, be better. They but could yeah, they could have like uh, took some. I, took, took some of these ideas, made it better, but they just kind of like even like watered that movie down even what, more so. What happened to Ellen Page, man? Like I used to love her. She was yeah. at the top of her game. She was doing one good film after yeah. another, and then she came out as a lesbian, and all of a sudden her career went downhill. Like I don't I, know if that I has to do with line, it, man. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know if that's something to do with it, but it just seems like she's disappeared yeah, like, off. Again, she was the best part of this movie was her. It's about yeah. no, even that wasn't enough to save it. I gotta give it four out of ten. Wow, and it was filmed, I guess, all in Toronto. So yeah, when you send me that text message saying you're going, I'm like, no. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> it's hard enough for me to get to movies, but I'm yeah, like, I'm not wasting not my on one that, chance right. on that one. Uh, my once a month. Um, are we? Is that it for the ninth? That's or? it for the ninth for me. Cool. Well, let's uh, move on to the final day we're going to talk about today, and that is the tenth. Uh, who wants to start? Have you guys been watching documentaries that the History Channel used to do called The Haunted History of Halloween? Yes. Oh, yeah. I actually have. Uh, well, I've been watching yeah. this month, but in September, for some odd reason, I've been going through my just collection. Just get yourself uh, like, Well, yeah. I just, I never finished them, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So I watched The Haunted History of Halloween. It's actually so much fun. Oh, it's really cool, yeah. And they go into like uh, how the settlers, the Irish settlers, and this guy named Jack O'Lantern that had to like carve his <laughs> way into hell. He got kicked out of hell for being such like a prankster. So he kind of wanders the countryside with his uh, turnip lantern or what have you. Yeah, my favorite part about that is where they go into the origins of how trick-or-treating starting, mm-hmm. which was pretty much uh, kids were like mischievous kids and that was a way to like... down cities, essentially. <laughs> that was a way to like yeah. get them, give them something to do, keep mm-hmm. them occupied. But uh, I'm going to talk about something in a little bit which kind of relates to that. But, okay, um, all yeah. right. Yeah, I, I love it so much. It has a great atmosphere too because it's like... Oh, the days are getting darker and they have like that wolf howl in the background <laughs> the full moon is out you watch this every year right yeah, yeah i love do it. you have the dvd or i do have the dvd okay, it's cool, also cool. on uh, youtube okay cool so i got eight out of ten man cool uh i watched uh, i'll do two simpsons uh episodes i watched because uh, one of them kind of relates to that so i watched uh, from season eight tree house of horror seven from 1996 uh this has the thing and i where uh bart finds out that he was actually one part of uh, a siamese twin oh that's right i actually really um, dig this he has an evil brother hugo who's been living up in the attic the whole time and they've been feeding fish heads roly poly fish um, heads <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a decent episode. Uh, the Genesis tub, though, unfortunately, was not that great, where Lisa has one of her two sitting in Coca-Cola doing a test yeah. or something, a science project, and Bart comes and uses static electricity and shocks her, and like it goes the, into us. Yeah, the, the current hits the tooth, and it turns into like a, a city life grows on this tooth. Uh, not my favorite one. And then the last one, Citizen Kang. Uh, Kodos and Kang, this is one during, it, it came out during the presidential election between Bob Dole and Bill Clinton. And uh, yeah, Kang and Kodos uh, abduct them and replace them. What a time. Like, if you think about like how old this yeah. like, TV show is. Bob Dole. Yeah. Bob Dole. That segment was pretty good. It was fun. Um, it actually had a lot of great lines. But again, it didn't have a Halloween feel at all. The second story didn't have a Halloween feel at yeah. all. And the first story was good, but it wasn't like top yeah. of the game or anything. So yeah, I, this is probably the weakest trio of horror I've hit so, so far. far. I'm going to give it five and a half out of 10 pumpkins. and But then I did watch uh, Season 9 Treehouse of Horror 8 from 1997, 
And now this one was a nice surprise because it seems like it was going, it was went hot, it was going up, up, hit that peak, and then it started dropping. But thankfully, this one kind of brings it back up. Uh, it starts off with the Omega Man, which is obviously yeah. uh, a homage to uh, Last Man of Earth. Omega Man, which is a lot of fun, where Homer is the last man on Earth. You have like all the um, Reverend Lovejoy and uh, Mo and everything. Chief Wiggum as the uh... are the zombie type creatures. It's great. Um, fly versus Fly is of course uh, a take on the Fly, yeah. the uh, Vincent Price film, then the Cronenberg um, remake. But yeah, it was fun. And then the last one, like I mentioned, it kind of references Easy Bake Coven, which you find out Marge is actually, actually with. Which it's back in the Pilgrim Puritan days. Yeah, Puritan days. Um, and uh, anyways, you find out she's a witch, and then uh, the ending is really fun because it goes into the origins of trick or treating that the witches get pissed, so they're like, "Let's go eat the children." And then they're like, "Well, instead of taking our children, would you like this These gingerbread children?" Yeah, children we just made. And then they're like, "Oh, we can go to house to house and get treats." So, and then that's how it and it goes to trick or treating, which I thought was fun. And sorry, the first salted cod. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> caramel cod. Yeah, caramel cod. I love the line at the end where like. Homer's egging a house because they're not hanging out candy and, and then Lisa's like dad that's our house and everyone starts laughing at Homer and he's like she's a witch <laughs> and then everyone's like chasing her to, to kill her so anyways uh, yeah that this episode was great yeah. actually possibly up there that with actually, the best yeah. I'm going to give it seven and a half pumpkins it's one of the few that all three stories are actually Halloween. Halloween and I think from this point on is where it's going to start going downhill but um, yeah it was great um, I watched one more movie but does anyone else want to jump in all right, from 1990, the Rob Reiner autobiographical Stephen King movie, Misery. Awesome, nice. awesome, awesome. I absolutely love this movie. Courtney actually was like, I was like, pick a horror movie, and she's like, how can we never watch Misery? And I'm yeah. like, Misery is a good call yeah. right now. So it is such a good movie. Like, the whole idea of the movie is great. Like, the Kathy Bates, yeah. Kathy Bates is so good in this movie. Like, she's creepy she's lovable she's... what's the writer's name that he... is it Sutter, Sutter Kane or is that no from... that's from uh, In the Mouth of Madness oh in, in the actual yeah. movie yeah Paul Sheldon Sheldon because yeah. she goes on about that yeah. book series yeah, that they, someone they, did the, that parody yeah, on the YouTube Misery's Child yeah. and but here's the weird thing that Courtney asked me which uh, mm-hmm. the movie's just great and a lot of people have seen yeah. it like it's 1990 but she said to me she's like what if he didn't kill off Misery's Child in the book would yeah. she still have gone insane or would she have hooked him up like yeah. to get healthy mm. so i don't know i i love that movie that's an interesting love, thing to think yeah. about yeah i i enjoy that movie even like the set of her house is really yeah. really creepy like how they have it laid out the old skeleton key doors mm. the yeah. the pantry and everything yeah i i it's just a i love that it's movie. one of stephen king's best i'm actually yeah. excited because scream factory is uh giving it a big special edition release awesome. this year yeah um, I heard rumors that in the book I haven't read Misery. Have you read Misery? No, never. I heard it in the book that they don't actually uh, take a sledgehammer to his legs. They do something far more sinister. Like, I think they actually actually like huh. amputate his feet, but I, I don't know for sure. Interesting. Yeah, uh, how many pumpkins are you giving that one, Dan? I'm giving that a seven point five out of ten. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, that works. I watched uh, Brooklyn uh, Nine Nine's Halloween Four. So what's happening every year is they're playing this like a uh, game where whoever gets the crown or what have you wins Halloween. Jake won it the first year. The captain won the second year. And Amy uh, won it the third year. So like, all right, who's going to win it this year? There's a mystery of someone won it. And they had to figure out who it won. So it's fun. Cool. Interesting. How many pumpkins on that one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give it five. Did that one have any good costumes? That, that's uh, my problem with that show. It always seems they like... They have a few costumes, but I expect not more. really... Uh, it's not, not the best. Okay, well, uh, I ended the 10th with uh, a film from 1986, Haunted Honeymoon. Ooh. 
This is the Gene Wilder and Gilda Ratner film. He's um, and Dom DeLuise actually as well. Uh, Gene Wilder actually wrote and directed this as well, I believe. Um, I've never really grew up with Gilda Ratner. Haven't seen like I've seen the old seventies SNL, but not a lot of it. So she was a nice surprise. I thought she was fantastic in this. Like it's really unfortunate you read up that she died at such a young age from cancer. Everyone has such a reverence for her too. Like yeah, and I I never really like I again I knew that she was this important comedian, but I never really seen her in much. And I thought she was great in this. Um, Really great chemistry with uh, Gene Wilder as well because they were married in real life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dom DeLuise in there as uh, in drag. He plays the aunt. But anyways, the whole film is uh, Gene Wilder is an actor. They're they're actors like an old radio show because I I believe it takes place like, you know, 50s, 60s, whatever. But anyways, uh, he's getting married to Gilda Ratner. But something since he's been engaged to her, something is twisted in his head. Something bad happened to him when he was younger it's traumatized him so he's been getting weird lately he can't do the show properly so his uncle comes in with this idea to the producer of the show and says we're going to take him he's going to get married to his old childhood mansion and what we're going to do is it's like when you have the uh, hiccups you scare them out of you so we're going to scare him and we'll scare this you know whatever's traumatized Not out either. of him anyway so they go to this uh, old gothic mansion again it's that really fun feel with the thunderstorms the cobwebs and uh, they're going to try to scare him but at the same time you also learn that the aunt uh, Dom DeLuise is, um, is created her will and she has when she dies Gene Wilder's going to get all her money because she had this connection with him but if something happens to Gene Wilder's character then the money will be divided up among the, the family so all the family's there and someone is knocking everyone off with Gene Wilder on their list at the same time the problem with this movie it has a lot going on yeah. so you have there's a real killer you have they're trying to scare him and then at the same time there's a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> what? yeah so and you don't know is this a real werewolf or is it someone in a costume but the werewolf is doing the killings but also for the gloved killer it's one of those films where it's a bit of a mess I mean some of the comedy stuff was really great some of it drags and again like when the film ends they leave so many plot threads open like a lot of like characters just disappeared halfway and they didn't tell what happened and plots are like not really resolved but at the same time it's really fun again because you are again that gothic mansion and you know you're getting Gene Wilder and Gilda Ratner not necessarily in their prime but still really funny at that point um so i had fun with it i was hoping i'd enjoy it more i actually used to have uh when i was a kid i I, my dad i guess bought these posters from someone who was an antique dealer and Mm -hmm. he bought a load of posters off someone so we always had this box of posters in our basement and i actually went through them when i was younger when i was starting to get into movies and i found this one i was like oh this is a cool poster and i hung up on my wall yeah never ever seen the movie so i've always seen the cover and wanted to check it out so i finally got around to checking out so unfortunately it didn't live up to that but I still had fun with it. I would give it six pumpkins out of 10. Awesome. Um, again, there, there are some really good gags. They're just, you know, they're not as often as you'd hope with yeah. this cast. And there's a lot of other guys you'll recognize in there too. But it, it's fun. And again, it kind of has that Scooby-Doo-esque finale where you find out who's really <laughs> behind it all. And um, yeah, I it, it was worth a watch. But um, What's know, the name of the again? A Haunted Honeymoon 1986. Nice. I, I would still recommend it. I, again, I get that like, you know, everyone has that thing that, they get that nostalgic yeah. kick. And for me, it's always like that, you know, those old sets, the fake cobwebs, yeah. the, the thunder where they're using the Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah. Uh, cool. Did you guys watch anything else on the 10th or no, is that yeah, it? That's it. I did not. Cool. This has been our fourth episode in our Shocktober series. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'd say we kept it a little bit tighter this round. We'll be back with another special episode and then we'll be back covering uh, from, I guess, uh, 11 to... 
15. Yeah. Uh, so um, the numbers, I, don't, I haven't calculated them all, but when I, so far, Dan has a healthy lead. Yeah, I think <laughs> I don't so. think we, I think it, we yeah. can pretty much crown him now unless like yeah. Maddie pulls a rabbit out of his ass, a pumpkin out of his ass. Um, <laughs> Stranger things have come out yeah. of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty much completely out of this, but uh, that's okay. I'm, in, I'm enjoying uh, checking this out. Mm. Anyways, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us through our email at um, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at uh, moviecitymaniac. And uh, Facebook, we have the group page and the like page. Come on there, join in the conversation. You want to share some films that you've been watching this October, you think we should check it out. We'd love to hear it. We've already had some great recommendations out there. So, anyways, yeah, this has uh, been the episode. Dan, thanks again for joining us. Hopefully, Thank you for having me. Hopefully, you'll continue uh, for the rest of the series and kicking some movies. Be crowned the king of Halloween. We'll see what happens. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Stay scared. Bye. That deep chocolatey bass I want. Bass. One in me. Yeah, I want that big, large black in me. <laughs> I'm talking about coffees, by the way, boys. <laughs> but uh, it's really fun. Um, it's really fun, but uh, yeah, it's really fun. It, I wonder if Kyle thought this movie was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to keep that <laughs> You should definitely keep that in. Okay, um, <laughs> it's really fun, but I didn't enjoy it uh, this much. Just shut up. <laughs> okay, just let me do this. Okay, Get away from the mic. Guys, shut up, off. guys. Shut up. It's really fun, but I'm not sure if I enjoyed it as much this time around. The the only thing that I, I put about Saw 2 in my notes that's even worth mentioning, because you're talking about it, mm-hmm. is the fact that it was just a fun movie. And that... Uh, Fucker's making fun of me, and he just mentions all, all the I know, it's because I was looking for what I was actually... Oh, what do you call the movies? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Wipe off that like black mist you got on your face and try to try okay. to get... Can we blame Dan on that as well? That's a, that's a bit better, eh?